Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurad. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 239 Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have Nashville's Matthew Davidson. Oh, heck yeah. Welcome, Matthew. You're down here for a concert. This is big time. I love it. Love coming down to Florida. <laughs> love seeing you, man. Good yeah. to be here. Hey, and for those who don't know, we've got Matthew Kick-Ass Davidson. He's going to be playing tonight at the, um, what the hell's the name of the place? The Ranch. The Ranch. The That's ranch. right. I'm going to go up there and see it. It's going to be a good time. It's be a great time. The Ranch is fun. It's an open bar. I think there's going to be a lot of hot little uh, honeys there, country girls. What do you think? Hey, Florida, Florida's always a party time. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a country music loving state. We always have a good time coming to Florida. Yeah, so a little bit about Matthew. I know Matthew, it's probably been a year or two now. Um, friends with my daughter up in Nashville. Yep. In every bar you go into, Matthew's playing. The stage, <laughs> Legends, Whiskey Row. Uh, what, what, what are some of the other places you play there? Uh, those are the main three, but I mean, I, I've been downtown now for about playing down there for about four or five years. So I've, I've pretty much hit almost just about every single one. Nudies, Valentine, uh, pretty much all of them. But the, the three you mentioned are those are sort of home base for me. Legends Corner, The Stage, and Whiskey Row. I love playing those bars. Yeah, I probably should ask which ones haven't you played in. That probably would have been better. You know, honestly, yeah. There's, a few, there's still a few. I don't play as much classic country, so I haven't played in AJ's or Roberts or Layla's yet. But I love going to those bars and hanging out. There's... There's obviously no shortage of good music on that street by any means. Right, right. So now you you own you have your own band, correct. right? Matthew Davidson band, That's right? Correct. And yep. then you are in Florida now playing with Travis, Travis Denny. Yes, sir. You got it. Yeah. And what do you do with Travis? You play drums. You play. What do you, what do you play? I play guitar for him, baby. <laughs> you know this. And I know that. No, but yeah, it's, it's such a fun gig. I've been with Travis now uh, playing guitar for him for yeah, they go going on three, four years since 2019 and. Man, we just have such a good time. Travis himself is a kick-ass guitar player, and so it really makes my job interesting and fun to be able to jam out with him and the guys in the band and, like you said, go all over, come to Naples and uh, play some country music. So it's been it's a heck of a job, and I'm, I've been very blessed. Yeah, now, you you were just down here recently, and we got to go hang yep. out a little bit down in Naples. Right. Um, the 239, you were, uh, you were at Hertz Arena, and yep. you opened up for Dirks, Dirks Bentley. That was a great tour and yeah. a fun show. Yeah, tell me a little bit about what it's like to open up for Dirks. I mean, I got to go backstage, and we happened to see Dirks walk by. Oh, yeah. What's that like it's, when you see these guys? Man, it's, it's one of these sort of, you know, full circle moments because moving to Nashville, you know, to go, to go to college, you know, back in 2016. And, you know, you move there and you see all these people's names on the bars on Broadway. You see Dirk Spinley, you see Jason Aldean, you hear them on the radio and they're, they're real people, but they're so often another kind of, you know, untouchable dimension. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's a kind of a pinch yourself thing. It's like, Oh, you know, I got linked up with Travis and we're going to be opening it for Dirk Spinley all summer. And it's just one of those things where you kind of, Certain nights, especially you know, standing, standing side stage watching, it's just it's like, man, like how did how did I get here? But very blessed and very fortunate. Yeah. So when you opened up for Dirks, what what is the biggest stadium you got to play? Do you, do you... Man, I mean, I don't even. It was a bunch. Of, it was a bunch of really nice amphitheaters all across the country and first class all the way. Yeah, I mean, it's just and and first class venue and also Dirks himself and his crew. I mean, could not have been a better group of guys to be on tour with. They treated us like family. 
from day one and uh, everyone got along great it was just such it was two three months of just we didn't want it to end it was fun it was great but the venues i mean yeah it's just venues that you know you you grew up going to concerts seeing you know but never thought you'd actually get a chance to play at yeah you know and i got to go backstage and we get to have oh, yeah. have a little bit of dirks dirks's fine liquor back there that was kind of fun right have a little drink have a little drink i mean as they have a nice little setup back there it's no no secret uh, country music no matter the level or the venue there's no shortage of uh, no shortage of beverages <laughs> yeah no it's great and you know everybody just seems like they're having a good time and and we talked a little bit on the ride down here you know for the most part country music is is pretty much clean group of guys right and, for sure. and gals for right? sure. they you know they're out there and looking for the blue collar people and exactly. and just having a good time and playing yeah. now you're in nashville you moved in you moved there in 2016 i believe that's so. right what what drove you to nashville give me a little bit yeah. of rundown of your your childhood i know you got a guitar for christmas when you were super young and yep. i mean i got one too and i can't fucking play for shit <laughs> so i mean it's what not for, not for everyone but how does this work so how'd you get into you know guitar thing that i mean nashville? yeah like the the sort of condensed version like you said i got a guitar really young i think i was like three years old it was just a toy at that time you know obviously i didn't know what i wanted to do with three years old but was always always really just sort of drawn to it uh you know i kept i played with that more than any other toy obviously and i think my parents caught on to that and that was sort of uh fueled by my dad had a bunch of old cds laying around from the stuff that i grew up on which the beatles to this day are my all-time favorite band like classic rock the beatles credence clearwater revival eric clapton stevie ray vaughn and just really gravitated towards that kind of music and the guitar sound. And and I think it was about second grade is when I finally started taking it a little more serious and getting lessons and, you know, loved it. I was, you know, good at it. And so it was that was encouraging. And so just kept going from there. And then 2010, I think I was around 12 years old is when I first kind of formed, you know, my own my own band back in yeah. Shreveport, Louisiana and started doing the the Mexican restaurant circuit, you know, playing at all the local Mexican <laughs> and restaurants. Everybody loved you because you were the cute kids coming well, in, we, right? Yeah, I mean, played it up, you know. And then my mom, you know, I always joke, and it's not a joke. She was my mom, was my booking agent at the time, and then my dad was my roadie. And could not have done anything at all without their support. I mean, it's I, I was blessed and knew it at the time, but even uh, as I've gotten older looking back, how supportive they were of literally everything that I, I wanted to do music-wise. It was never once of like, Oh well, you, you know, play guitar is fun, but you know, go be a lawyer. And I right, mean, right. they was, they they saw that it was a passion of mine and nurtured it. And yeah, so they did the whole cover band scene, you know, fairs, festivals, all in the Shreveport area. And then when it came time, you know, high school, I was looking at where I was going to go to college. Nashville, you know, just seemed to, to be the logical place. I mean, Belmont, right? Belmont, yeah, yeah. And Belmont, especially being you know they had the commercial music program, which I majored. I was a commercial guitar major. And what's a commercial guitar? Band? Well, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It sounds so funny. It's ba it's basically a music major, like you major sure, yeah, in guitar. Yeah, but yeah. you know, a lot of times people think, oh, what'd well, you go to college for? Well, I went fucking guitar. Exactly. Yeah. I went for guitar. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> well, I know exactly, but a but, lot it, of, but it's a dream. Well, a lot of times people think you know, music major, I was jazz and classical. Well, I did I did both of those things, but Belmont was one of the few schools that offered you know commercial like how to apply those skills to you know get a job today in the real world you know yeah and i i had an emphasis in music business so i took a lot of business related classes you know as far as you know publishing artist management and stuff like that um to get a you know somewhat of a grasp on that side of the industry as well but it was a logical choice i loved my time at belmont met so many great people even some of the people that i met now artist wise uh, mckenzie carpenter's blowing up ashley cook met her blowing up patrick murphy tiger lily all the friends of mine in college and now to see them you know on tours or doing the same thing it's it's really really cool to see 
Yeah, and that's that's pretty cool. And and like I said, I met you through my daughter who lives in Nashville. Correct. And she's been there a couple of years, and she said, "Dad, you don't understand. Like Nashville's like we know it as music place, right? right. But she said, Dad, it's it's super small. You know, it it's, is. It's, it's like, like the biggest. Everybody, small town. Start, yeah, everybody starts to know each other. So Correct. to see all the people that you you know work with or went to school with right. and to see them be successful that's going to be a cool no, it's cool awesome thing. Yeah. it's awesome especially yeah. friends of mine that you know i know they deserve it and are talented it's just a really cool thing to see yeah so you talked about some of your influences uh, in music you know fill us in a little bit of For sure of, of like like how do you know like when you're nine ten years old <laughs> listening to some of this music you're like shit that's that's, a, that's how do you get those influences well you know it's like i said it goes back to you know my dad playing music around the house and your dad was music guy big music listener he didn't he wasn't a musician himself okay, but okay. my mom was a musician uh, piano player and, and so she had a piano and she would take us to piano lessons um so it was kind of coming from both sides you know my mom coming from she could actually you know play music and read music and my dad just being a, a avid music lover uh, but the beatles i mean that's literally the first band that kind of like even at a young age was like man i, I love this and and you know, I mean, I've the Beatles, the Beatles, yeah. man. I mean, my childhood room still covered in Beatles posters. I had every Beatles book. I knew everything about the Beatles. I was a, awesome. a fanatic, and of course, then you know, it led to you know, getting DVDs and then seeing all the screaming girls, you know, going crazy for the Beatles. It's like, yeah, oh, that's, that looks kind of fun. That's about, <laughs> that's the shit I want. But but you know, so but like music wise, yeah, I mean, they were the first band that really got me into it, and that just kind of progressed from there. As far as like, oh, well, now who are the other bands similar to that? And was fortunate enough, thankfully, to check off the bucket list of seeing. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr live you wow. know, at different points. I mean, and not ashamed to say, you know, Paul McCartney came to stage, I started crying like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just yeah. like, that's like my hero. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons that the reason that I started music. And so, yeah, I mean, just those are without a doubt, you know, my biggest influence. Let me ask you this question. We talked a little bit about it. I know I've got some, some, some really good, good bands. I, I love Van Halen. Oh, yeah. All those oh, yeah. yeah. So do you, do you think that, if you gave me a guitar, right? We talked about it. Right. If you gave me a guitar and said, Tim, you need to go fucking practice this song. You need to learn how to play it. Do you think that I could learn how to play guitar at a level? Or do you think there would be like a, a, a cutoff at some point? Or do you think that God makes people or, or whoever makes people give give them the ability to say, shit, Matthew's, he, he's got the gift. I do think there is, as with any profession, I mean, music, non-music, natural ability and you know god that god has blessed me with um not to say i mean obviously lessons of course but you know i like i told you in the car i used to play baseball and i would took lessons outside of that and i just became clear you know i'm not good at this right, <laughs> you know it's one of those things yeah. where you recognize it's i'm not good at it and that's totally fine it's not for everyone but you know i think anyone can learn how to do something at a, you know whatever level however much work they're willing to put into it but i do believe very strongly that and, and at least in my personal case that god thankfully has bl blessed me with um, the a musical ability and and i mean I, I just love it i mean that's what i've i mean i really i always joke that i couldn't imagine myself doing anything else but <laughs> mainly because i don't think i'm really good at anything else <laughs> but, well and, and i think you're right there's like there's a ceiling right you could right. be you could practice everyday basketball for I mean, sure fucking and you're not going to be out there playing with lebron it oh just, no it just exactly you just don't have the the skills and capabilities exactly. to do that it's just there's certain people that are limited so and and everybody's got their own thing right i mean right. i think people are you know some people are good at things and some people are but i've always wondered that because i always said to myself god dang it i wish i could play guitar man i could pick up so many chicks <laughs> back in the day <laughs> i mean it's it's yeah i mean the, the, the guitar thing with the guitar i mean it, it's I don't even know why I don't even know necessarily why I was gravitated to that versus, you know, drums or bass. 
per se. I it just it was just guitar and I mean, but that's the kind of music that I loved listening to was guitar heavy centered music and this the kind that I always like to play. So yeah. When was the last time you like sat down maybe with a group of people, a campfire or running and, and just picked up your guitar and played? I mean, do you ever do that? I mean, because I know you play. It's I a, go it's a very that's that's like, it's funny you mentioned that. that we always joked that that was a, a, a very Belmont thing to do because you'd always see people like in the gazebos on campus with their acoustic guitars. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. They're like something out of a Woodstock scene. I I don't really do that a lot in, in, in that sort of casual sense. I mean, when I'm just sitting around the house sometimes, you know, obviously pick it up. But, I mean, it's usually uh, – Do you practice or you don't practice because you play every night? The answer is – of course I practice, but that that's not that's not necessarily the honest answer. I, I don't I don't practice as much as I should. And that's actually, you know, people talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh has been one of mine this year to actually spend more time because in college I was you're forced to practice because you had to prepare for this, you got a you know, that assignment seminar coming up, which is good. I mean, it keeps you in shape. I play so much downtown and with Travis on the road, I'm playing all the time, but it doesn't always equate to like, well, are you practicing new things? Um, so I do need to get better about that, but I mean, I, I, I still do, you know, a, a fair amount, but you're playing guitar. A there's lot. always room for yeah. more, but yeah. um, there's never, I can't tell you the last time I've gone, you know, 48 hours without playing guitar. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That's crazy. So let me ask you this. When you're playing with Travis or you're playing in your own band, how do you determine, is there like a wink, wink to your other band members that, Hey, I'm going to go do a solo. How, how does that work? It's part part of it, well, it's it's different, you know. With with Travis, things are a lot more obviously, you know. It's a professional show that we you know do every night, uh, and things are more planned out, you know, as far as who takes that solo, who takes this solo. But there's also times with Travis, I said, and especially downtown when it's a little more open and it's just kind of feeling it out and just like you said, eye contact, wink. Like I'll take a solo and then I'll look over downtown at my, my keyboard player or whatever, and like you know, time for you to take one and just kind of feel it out. And that's one of the things about music, man, that I love too. It's like. Every, every day even if even if the show is technically the same every night same cellos every show is different yeah i mean yeah. it's gonna have its nuances and for me i love it because it keeps it interesting it keeps it fresh it's not like you're doing the same exact thing every single day um so yeah it's really it's kind of like a give and take eye contact uh, sort of a mix of both yeah i think when travis was playing at the uh hertz arena in estero i think his guitar went out or something and nobody really knew and right. that's that's the true professional right could be could be i honestly i'm yeah i mean yeah. i mean because he just kind of go with it keep it rolling it's like when you break a string fix. or something yeah. it's like you know it's panicking you don't want to you don't want to let the crowd know something's gone wrong because nine times out of ten they're not gonna know yeah no that's good now let me ask you this what what has been your favorite over the years i'm sure you've had several of them your favorite favorite gig and opportunity i mean you told me a little bit about before lauderdale you guys played the, the Tortuga. that was that, i mean there's I've been, I've been blessed to have so many i mean I, one that stands out obviously is is the first time that i got to play the grand Ole opry with travis oh. i mean talk about a bucket list moment my parents came into town for it and just to be on a stage that you know so many other legends have been on before i mean it's just like you, you obviously feel like you don't belong but you're very blessed to be there i mean that's one of the highlights i mean just so many i mean so many festivals that i grew up you know hearing about but never thought i'd have a chance to play and then just venues, even even smaller clubs like we did the Troubadour in L.A. Yeah, one of my you know the Elton first John. yeah I mean one of, the, one of the one of the first um, tours I did with Travis we had a show there and I was just like this is this is crazy Troubadour I mean and then looking backstage and seeing all the artists that have played there and that's happened you know a few times venues all across the country but it, it's 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 just constantly sort of like a pinch yourself moment yeah absolutely um, what's the process like I know I was just up with you you did a sound check right you went over a couple new songs a couple things. 
like when you're with Travis or with your own band, do you guys practice or you guys kind of like, cause, cause we know when I go to Nashville, like people want to go in, they want to hear, you know, songs that they, that they know, right. Exactly. Cover songs, exactly. that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. How, how do you guys do that? How do you like practice, bring new songs in, try to fit them into your. Well, so the funny show. thing is, so the thing with Travis obviously is, you know, we'll have his songs. If he wants to add a new one, he'll, you know, he'll send it to us and we'll, we'll go over it during sound checks or sometimes have a rehearsal. And, uh, it's it's more kind of planned out. The thing with Broadway, <laughs> I have a general group of guys and gals that I play with, you know, the majority of the time. But I never once in my entire four or five years of playing Broadway have ever had a rehearsal of any sort outside of Broadway with anyone. You just plug in, which is, and people are shocked to hear that. And it's kind of shocking, even when you first kind of get exposed to it. It's just you're expected to know four hundred songs that are called, you know, the Broadway standards, you right. know, for everything from Alan Jackson to Blink one eighty two. Right. And and everyone's expected to sort of know it. And then like you just you show up and you meet the guys on stage. So a lot of times for the first time and then you plug in and play with them. That's amazing. It's it's it really is something and it's there's especially after traveling across the country with Travis the past couple of years, there is no place like Broadway anywhere else. Every every city has bands with live music and that's great. But Broadway, the whole being the whole street multiple bands in each bar it's it's really something and it's it's kind of even mind-boggling even to think about like you're expected no matter what songs people throw at you you're expected either to know that song or a song by the same artist and after enough time playing downtown that they're very rarely does it happen now when someone requests a song that i don't know it or don't you know know something similar at least yeah so i've been told that you kind of roll up in a bus like at one o'clock in the afternoon from working all weekend in florida or south carolina or georgia and you take a quick nap and then you're out at broadway playing that yeah. same night till two three yeah. four in the morning that's right i mean does that happen a lot it, it does it does tend to happen a lot i mean you know usually with travis we're gone thursday friday saturdays something like that we usually always get back sometime during the day on sunday whether it's morning or afternoon and and then yeah i'm downtown at least usually two or three nights a week you know sunday night tuesday nights and you know it's it's definitely tiring, but it's it's also n not that bad because you're doing something that you love. Yeah. I mean, if I was getting back from the bus and going to, you know, <laughs> uh, a job I hated, then that would be, you know, yeah. very not not easy. But it's easy to do when it's something that you really love and uh, enjoy doing. Yeah. And you're 24, going to be 25. How, right. do you, how do you know this is a, a prime spot in your in your life, right? right? How do you, you know, stay motivated and get the spirit? And and I and I think you just hit it on the head, right? You say this is something I love. I fucking exactly. love doing this stuff. Right. It, it, Tell, fill us in a little bit about that. What's kind of like what you're, what you kind of envision yourself as an artist, whether right. it be with your band or as a lead guitar player or sticking with Travis or, you know, what, what do you envision? I mean, the, the general answer is obviously playing music. I can never envision myself doing anything other than that. Now, what specific, you know, capacity role, uh, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of just riding the ride right now. Very blessed to be where i'm at already i mean it, it's truly a blessing and travis and the guys we have so much fun on the road i mean it's a, such a great group of guys good great music i believe in travis and his career and it's been exciting to see where it's taken uh him and us along for the ride so far as far as broadway i mean broadway yes it's you know it's sort of like a second job but it, i mean i can never even if i got to a point one day when i didn't you know maybe you know financially need to do it i would i feel like i always will because it's kind of another creative outlet. I mean, because I grew up doing the cover band thing, and there's pros and cons to everything, but I love it. And I mean, people come to Nashville and they want the Nashville experience, and to even to be able to play a small part 
and you know the people's enjoyment of their trip in Nashville. It's very rewarding to see people come in, you know, on vacation or locals and just kind of have three or four hours to kind of forget about uh, life's other crap that they throw at them and just you know be able to enjoy music with the. Uh, with everyone else yeah when i go to nashville i i know my daughter she likes to go like i'm gonna go listen to you know club music or whatever <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna go find some live music and she makes fun of me she's lm i go where's matthew playing and if he's not playing he's gonna be playing soon later right. that night, or somebody so i i really and, and you know i'm sure you look in the audience and you can see everybody comes to nashville they got like a drink in the hand they're enjoying themselves right it's it's kick ass, man. Yeah, what what makes Nashville different than any other place in the country? I mean, it's it's obviously Nashville, right? I mean, Music City the history. A, another I think common misconception about it, and one that I had too before I moved. Obviously, the main thing in Nashville is country music, but there's a reason they call it Music City and not Country Music City, right? Because there is so much wide variety of music in Nashville, even on Broadway alone, especially now. I mean, Broadway obviously a ton of country, but there's a ton of rock bands down there. There's a ton of R&B bands down there. But then off of Broadway, I mean, you got honky tonks. We also have jazz clubs. You have, you know, funk music spots, blues bars. The blues was another thing that I, I mean, it was classic rock and blues for me growing up. And still is my two favorite types of music. I mean, the blues, I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to play at a ton of blues festivals coming up. And like I said, listening to people like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Eric Clapton, Albert King, Freddie King, BB King, the Three Kings. I mean, that kind of music too is such a huge influence on me as a musician and as a guitar player. And there's still plenty of that in Nashville, no matter, I mean, obviously country music's huge, but I mean, you go down, you know, printer's alley, go bourbon street blues bar. I mean, they're just great places. I mean, you can, you, there's no shortage of music in Nashville at any point. And uh, that's, I think that's part of the thing that makes Nashville Nashville. When you go there, you get this vibe. You get this feeling. Oh, yeah. like I got music, and and what I like about it is, you can go there at freaking ten o'clock in the morning. You can go in and play. Yeah. And listen to music. Ten a.m. on a Tuesday. If you want to <laughs> grab, if for some reason, if you want to grab a beer, then you yeah. To you, me, that's all. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so let, let's 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 reach out and, and think about the younger kids that are coming up, right? So we know a lot has changed in music. We talked about it with all the tools and all the different things they have available right. to them now. What type of advice would you give somebody? you know, that's wanting to get in your position at some right. point in their life, you know? Well, well, I feel like, you know, hopefully I was very blessed to sort of know that's what I wanted to do as far as it related to, you know, playing music and being a guitar player. Obviously it helps tremendously if you have supportive parents. I know not everyone is fortunate enough to, but I mean, even besides that, it's, it's hard to give advice without sounding, you know, your basic generic cliches, but it really is true. I mean, practice and hard work, but especially in a town like Nashville, you got to put yourself out there because I, when I first moved to college, I mean, obviously college was very important and I graduated, got my degree, but there were times when it was like, okay, well, do I, do I stay in my dorm room for another two hours and study for this exam? Or do I go to this networking thing down at this bar and meet some people that, you know, could really have an impact on my life down the road. And it's uh, finding that balance of, you know, doing what you have to do, but also, you know, nothing's going to, nothing's going to fall into your lap. It's not like I sat in my dorm room one day and then Travis called me up. I was like, hey, do you want to play guitar for me? <laughs> I mean, because yeah. there's and it's kind of the jokes like Nashville, your waiter can play guitar better than you. I mean, there's just so many musicians, the competition, uh, which I think it can be a good thing, obviously, to keep people sharp. But it's really my main advice for someone who's trying to break into the touring world or whatever world, studio world. You got to make connections. And I always heard people say network, network, network. And I was like, ah, it sounds kind of, you know, sounds too generic, but it's true. I mean, I can't tell you how many gigs I've gotten, gigs the same people gotten based on the fact that they knew a guy who knew a guy. 
I mean, and it's just word, you know, word of mouth, getting to know people, but that is single-handedly the biggest thing I think anyone can do to help themselves is meet as many people as possible. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, getting out there and letting people know what you do and right. you know, just talking and meeting and, and so on and so forth. Let's talk a little bit about instruments. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. instruments. What's the, you know, I, I, I got, I've had the privilege, uh, and it was a cool thing. The first day I met you, I go, can I just, like, carry your guitar around? So I could, <laughs> I know. you know, I could, the, so I'm carrying your guitar around. I'm in Nashville. I'm like, how many people get to do that? So what's your, what's your preference? What do you like for guitars, what, equipment? Number, number one has and will probably always be Gibson Gibson's, Les Paul. Yeah. I mean, I love the hell out of a Les Paul. Um, and that's probably just because due to, well, I mean, obviously the sound and the kind of music I grew up listening to. Uh, so that's my number one. I mean, one. is it really like, is it, is it, is there a different feel? To oh, it? for sure. I mean, cause it's I have, a, I have, action. I have a Stratocaster Fender, I have a Telecaster and I love both of those. I play those a lot too. It's just different, different instruments. obviously do different things. Me as, as sort of a guy that's always been drawn towards more of the rock side of music, whether it's the rock side of country or just classic rock or blues rock, the Les Paul was sort of synonymous with that genre. And so I was drawn to that and man, a good Les Paul plugged into i i, I run it through a marshall on the road i mean marshall oh, it's yeah. just i mean my sound guy always jokes to me it's it's and it's pretty loud but man i i was even sounds like today i walked back there and i was like man this 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 is it's fun it's just like this is this is what you dream about when you're just like doing air guitar in your bedroom <laughs> yeah. you ever cheat over you go over there and cheat over to the amp and crank it just a notch if, if any <laughs> if any sound guys listening no i've never done that <laughs> It's like, why is he so goddamn I'm, loud? Uh, yeah, would never do that. <laughs> wink, wink, Matthew. Tonight, tonight, I expect a little. I expect tonight, a little. Tonight, I don't think. I don't. I think they would know if I turned it uh, turned it up anymore because it's already pretty loud. Is it cranking? <laughs> but, yeah. I was just cranking. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your tour touring. What yeah. that? What that's like? Because I just, you know, you just you had a bus. You pulled up in a, a nice Prevost, right? You pull right. in the back. What's some of the weirdest? It wasn't shit? always that, but yeah, well, yeah, no, it wasn't always like that. We, and we talked about that. Like you well, got to do your right, do your time, right? So before I even moved to Nashville, I mean, it was my my mom's minivan was the bus. Yeah, you know, and we would, you know, good dr- memories. I bet um, it, it really was. You know, I mean, obviously, it's like paying your dues. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. like a, it's kind of like a rite of passage. I feel like, and we would drive to this regional area in the minivan. A lot of times, either drive back late at night or come, you know, hotel rooms and. And did that. So, I mean, I was used to that. And then when I moved to Nashville and and first started kind of going out on the road with certain people, nothing ever crazy. I mean, 15 passenger vans, you know. I was pretty spoiled, though, with with Travis when I first joined him. We weren't in a bus, but we were in a Sprinter van. And it was one that had, was kind of modded and had, like, it had bunks in it. I mean, it wasn't the – I mean, it was still – I kind of equated to if you put a mattress on top of a washing machine, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you moved around a lot. But, but at least you got the you, layout. You got the layout. And, yeah, not in the front seat. I mean, that, I mean I was just – and still am. I mean, especially at that time, it being so everything was so new. I mean, it was it was, you know, I was riding in the van, you know, going down the road, and I was like, "This, I've made it. I've yeah. made I'm it. There. I'm there. <laughs> obviously, you know, yeah, but of course. Uh, and then obviously, but then yeah, when we got the bus, especially then it was like, man, now this is we're living like kings now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, not. You know, there are you know glamorous, non glamorous parts to it, but what's some weird shit? Anybody like get on the bus? And, you know, we've been pretty fortunate. I mean, as far as scary things like that. I mean, we you know it's. Obviously, it depends on the area you play into right, or whatever. But right, right. you know, there's certain days when it's like make sure to keep the bus locked today, boys. <laughs> you know, where, where yeah. you're parked at. But yeah, I mean, and that's that's a whole other thing too about going back to a group of guys. I mean, obviously, to be in a sort of a touring position, or whatever, you have to obviously be good at your instrument. That goes without saying. Yeah. But as big of a thing, if not bigger, is be a good hang, yeah. because you're playing music maybe what one hour, ninety minutes out of the day. Next, tw- the rest. 
23 of those hours you're with five or six other guys and a a big rolling bus down the road yeah so i mean if you don't know how to get along with other people or you know the personalities clash it can it can really make for not not fun times so that's another thing too it's like you have you got to be able to be a good hang yeah and you're real easy going you know i like the young guy but you got yeah (laughs) maybe not about something yeah yeah yeah, you are and then and then uh do you have any like rituals, superstitions, anything before shows or anything that just what what gets you amped up and pumped up, ready to go? You know, I mean, just being there, obviously. And that's really kind of it. You know, I'm not too uh, personally. I haven't fallen too big into you know like superstitions or, or like necessarily pre-show rituals. Also with Travis, you know, we we all gather as a band in a little huddle before each show, and Travis will usually crack a joke or say something to get us fired up, and we'll you know maybe take a drink or something real quick and do a little. You have a little handshake we do, but as far as that, I mean, it's just like. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's the environment, you know, it's like when you see the lights go down or you, you hear kind of the people filling up and things are getting louder. I mean, that, that does it for me, man. I just, and it's not really even more of a nervous thing. I mean, it's more just like an anxious, like, I'm, I can't, I'm ready to get out there. Let's you know, I'm re- ready, to, ready to get it done. Yeah. One interesting, what's, what's the craziest place? We talked a little bit about sleeping. Right. I mean, you're sleeping in these bunks with, with everybody. Right. Has there been a situation where you had to like sleep on the ground or, I mean, because God, you got like, everybody thinks it like, when they see right. the CMA awards that these fucking people just went from here to there. Right. Oh no. There's I'm, a lot of shit in between. What's, I mean, <laughs> like I will say, I mean, even just sleeping in a sprinter van like that, it's like, you're basically, it, it's a modified, so it's basically like you're just lying down on the back of a van, you know, there were things like that. I mean, <laughs> with the bus, I mean, it is nicer, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're still just, you know, rolling down the highway 80 miles an hour at night, you know, going through God knows where interstates. But I mean, it's it's part of the excitement, you know, waking up in a new city and and no day is exactly the same as what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that's what I told yeah. you earlier about. I like it. It's like it's it's a fun and interesting job and it, it keeps you on your toes because even if you're on the same tour with, you know, like the Dirk's tour, yeah, every day had the same schedule. But every I mean, every venue's different. Every crowd's different. And so it always keeps you interested about what, what the day is going to bring. Yeah. And that brings me up to this fans right so you got fans i know you got people that adore you right uh, good and bad right or whatever probably right. not bad have you tell me some of the crazy shit that's happened like with a fan like on broadway i mean have you I mean, well the funny thing is and i've joked crazy i've joked with my parents about this i've called broadway the center point of the universe because you know I, I did broadway just broadway for about two or three years before i got connected with travis and i cannot tell you how many times we'll be at a travis show and either a big city or in the middle of nowhere. And I'll get like a message on Instagram saying, I saw you at legends corner two years ago <laughs> or thing. And it's just, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, and then, you know, obviously you meet, and then on Broadway, you know, you meet people asking where they're from and nine times out of 10, it's a place that we're going to with Travis later in the year. So it's like, Oh, we're going to your hometown. And, you know, I, I mean, I've had a lot of people come to shows that way. You just meet them on Broadway and tell them we're going to, we're swinging by your area, you know, come out to the show. Uh, so it's really with Broadway and with Travis, you know, either direction meeting different people and seeing how those worlds overlap is it's just been cra- very crazy and funny yeah and when you're on tour i mean what's what's your kind of routine i mean what is the normal if, if there's any such thing yeah i mean thankfully you, for you me a little my, exercise I, it or again of course i work out every day 2023 <laughs> yeah I, I should i know i will this say is what I'm gonna do. me and the boys uh on the dirk store actually they got us hooked on pickleball oh, i love it because his camp was really into it and so we started playing it. it and we loved it and so we, even today and last night we we're you know we're playing like a honky tonk club we got our we taped out the pickleball court on like on the dance floor you know we're playing yeah. pickleball inside yeah um and that's good exercise i mean as far as routine i've ever since i started playing downtown and playing until two in the morning i've 
been a night owl. I'm nocturnal. So thankfully with the music industry, I don't have to usually usually get up, you know, before before eleven AM or noon. Um but as far as that, I mean it's just like getting up and checking out the venue of the day and then just sound check in and getting ready for the show and then and then bam. Yeah. What's it like when you go into those one of those like real big stadiums and venues? I mean, it, just, it must be just like you must be sitting there going Fuck. it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean it's yeah and it's just like you like you said it's like pinch yourself a little right you walk out and you're like man I've I've seen this I've seen this venue on YouTube videos I've watched with my favorite artist or you know things it's it really is and it, there's some venues especially you know like ones especially out west they have a lot of gorgeous scenery and everything and man it's just like I said it's just, everything's different I mean and and each venue has its own nuances and what makes it cool and special so it's it's uh, it's very it's, it's very awesome yeah and I'm sure your mom and dad and your family right when you're on tour how do you communicate with them just it's kind of a little bit different than it used to be right and that's pretty well for sure and, and, and i, I usually, hello and I usually talk you know call them at least once a day um but it's it, what's also been very fun too is i have a twin sister as well and and she lived in chicago is moving to atlanta but it's been fun too it's happened a few times where we'll all get to meet up in whatever town i'm playing in you know when she was in chicago i had a show in chicago so my parents went up to chicago got the whole family there they got to come see the show that's awesome and that they they usually you know they'll try to come out to at least two or three shows a year, depending on where we are in relation to, you know, my hometown. But that's been, that's also been very rewarding and awesome just to be able to have the family come out to some of the shows and then been able to see, you know, what I've been able to been up to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real good. That's real usually good. hide the, we'll try to hide the solo cups when mom's around. Yeah. Right. You still get a, Hey, Hey, put that. It's, 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 it's water. I promise. Yeah. It's water. It's water. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I know you probably have a lot of things that you've done, just funny things. Anything real crazy on stage that's happened? Um, anybody? I know about crazy. I, we, last year for my birthday, we were we were in Ralston, Nebraska, opening up for uh, Cole Swindell. We did a tour with him. It was awesome. And I mean, obviously, the guys knew it was my birthday. I didn't make a big deal out of it. And there was one point in the set when I, you know, I kind of walk on the catwalk and take a solo and. I was I, I was doing it just like every other night, and all of a sudden, uh, Juan, our tour manager, runs out on stage with a the shot of Rumplemints, and you know pours it down my throat while, I, while I'm playing, and then Travis jumps on my back, you know, and it's just it's little things like that. I mean, it's just you know the shenanigans. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it it is our job, and we're there to do a job. But I mean, we we have fun. We yeah, have fun at the same yeah. time. How could you not? Now, how do we find you? Like, I know you've got an Instagram. I'm yep. on there all the time, and you're like in this city, that city. Yep. I keep an eye. How do, what's how do I get Instagram? Over? Matt H Davidson, uh, MatthewDavidson.net his website on facebook as well twitter all of them so yeah big now how big is social media play in in your in huge your business it tell is, me a little bit I about mean, that it, the biggest and yeah it's because it's like you know like you said it, moving to nashville it's like you got to meet people but you know just shaking their hand one time at a bar i mean it's, not, it's really not making a lasting connection you know then you you follow them on instagram you follow up with them i mean it, it is huge i mean it's and social media obviously has its pros and cons like anything it's very easy to get go down a rabbit hole and let it consume you in every way but it's it's so important as far as staying connected seeing what other people are up to and just you know knowing what's going on in, in your industry i mean it's it's huge yeah well and the thing is we can kind of keep an eye on you right right I and i can keep an eye that's on right. You, right yeah and that's good though because you know um, you said you're coming down here to the ranch and then I'm right. like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm, I want to go. Exactly. I want to go. Right. Then, you know, kind of, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. I know. I'm glad we're it's, it's fun to do it here. Do you like the studio? The studio is amazing. Yeah. It's a good time. I knew you, had, I knew you, were gonna, I knew you would only have a good setup. But I was, I walked in here. I mean, this is, this is really something nice. Yeah. And we, we do the, we can do it. We can, you can call in. So if you're right. ever out at a big one, you can call in. Hey, I'm out here. Yep. Yeah. So we get out and then, uh, 
Yeah, we're having a good time. So 2023, we're gonna pump it up a little bit at 239, and it's I just a it. great time. And I, I can't thank you enough for for you know stepping in and oh anytime coming it's my here. pleasure it's a good time it's my pleasure and uh we're gonna see you tonight it's gonna at, be a fun show yeah, we're gonna at the ranch yep um i believe the show starts the opening the doors at seven yep uh, the, you have a band that comes on before you you guys will probably play around 10 we're gonna be there um this is not live so when you hear this just but make sure you follow travis get some good what 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 are some uh big hits that travis has that you can go up and look at his first music. number one after a few that went number one after a few is good one number one yeah. right when COVID hit <laughs> it was yeah good the the timing wasn't ideal but i mean he's got after a few abby but uh he's man the thing with travis what's that one ash ash david ashley parker david from ashley. powder springs and i love that one because it's about a listen, fake id yeah it's yep. a fake id one and i'm sitting there going hmm that's interesting but that's with, i mean travis obviously i mean his music it's it's so fun to play because it's it's kind of like just the right amount of a mix of country with with rock influence, guitar centered, because Travis himself is an a amazing guitar player and musician. And so, man, I, I, even before I played with him, listening to his music is always something that I've done and enjoyed. You fuckers make it look so easy. <laughs> and, I, and that's an endearing way of saying it. But right. God, Matthew, at least act like you're like you're trying i mean i i want i want you like in nashville like you're i think you're texting sometime while you're playing how the fuck do you do that well it's you i hopefully not texting it's usually looking up song requests that we're getting in our life but or the, or the venmos i mean maybe occasional text that, that sounds kind of bad uh, no, I, I don't but, mean i don't mean that way but but you know it's I mean, amazing yeah. that you can i mean and you when you play a song what's what's obviously right now what's your number one played song oh man it's got to be i uh, mean it's got to be like Tennessee, friends Tennessee with, whiskey. with friends in low places, sweet, sweet child of mine. Oddly enough, sweet child I mean, of mine. I mean, and that, I mean, and anything country, Shania Twain, whatever. And that, and that's another thing about Nashville. It's like, you know, you're playing the same songs every night, like like I am with Travis. But each time, it's a little bit different. You can add things to make it more interesting. Um, but I mean, yeah, those songs. You get any like you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to play this one right now. Oh, all the time. You must all the time. I'm sure. You, not to say anything bad about Tennessee whiskey, but I love that song. Oh, it's a great song. But you must be like. Oh, I, I like wagon wheel it's like but look you yeah, know what wagon. at the end of the day especially when people tip it's like i might have played this song 20 million times but they want to hear it there in yeah, nashville yeah and that's what we're there yeah, to do and yeah and i always got really annoyed because when i first started playing downtown too there'd be maybe some of the older musicians who had been down there for a while and this they would say oh you don't play that florida georgia line crap or whatever and it's like man like everything is subjective obviously musical taste but i'm i'm here to make let people have a good time yeah that's yeah. that's our job as entertainers it's not about we're, me necessarily no, it's about the we're there to entertain yeah. yeah and that's exactly what we aim and strive to do and if someone wants to hear cruise for the third time tonight and if they're paying money for it especially it's like you know what do it no one's too good no one is too good to not play a song you know yeah and so it's, it's i always try to keep that in mind because I'm, I'm guilty of you know a few times getting a request i'm like oh god i don't want to play this yeah. for the third time but you know what there are people there to listen to it they want to listen to it and it's my job to entertain and it's the the best job ever yeah what's your favorite personally your favorite i'm you probably have a hard time to say that on a podcast but what's your personally your favorite place in nashville as far as bars wise which one do you like Man, it's got, i mean i mean i like them for different things i mean do you that, ever go just without playing or oh for sure not not that often if a mom's listening i don't go out that much but <laughs> um but uh no i mean I, that's another thing too it's like and then good friends of my daughter so if you're out she might be right well the fun thing about nashville too is and especially on broadway it's such a family of musicians because everyone plays for everyone and so when if you're especially if you're not playing or if you're in between gigs you walk into a bar you see a buddy of yours hey why don't you hop up and play a song you know and that's that kind of stuff happens all the time and so yeah i mean it's and also like i said there's just no other place like broadway 
in the country. I know, especially with the locals, people, Nashville locals, like, oh, Broadway, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like with everything, yeah, it can get a little rowdy sometimes. But really, people, I think, you got should realize how blessed Nashville is to have something like that as a place where me, there's just so much music in such a small little talent. area. And the yeah, talent is yeah. just disgusting how good people are in Nashville. I like you said that your your waitress or waiter can sing better. Yeah, exactly. Oh, seriously, better. yeah. Have you ever have you ever been playing and there's been like a big full out freaking brawl going on? Oh, for sure. That's happened it's a happened couple times. Numerous times, uh, yeah, I'm sure, just, right? I get something just like, if, it, if it's not too bad, you try to keep playing on and, and kind of ignore it. If it gets to the point where you got to take a break, it's like, okay, step back, let's security do their little road, little roadhouse action. Yeah, that, thankfully, Shit, you know, Broadway's, at, yeah. Broadway's not like too, like, doesn't go full Sturgis on them. Uh, usually, they, the security <laughs> does a great job down there, but yeah, I mean, you, you get. They get a bunch of rowdy country music fans liquored up at a bar at 2 a.m. You're bound to see something happen. It's, 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 that's why you're there, it Matthew. Is, that's why is, you're there. Yeah, you're there to play. Well, Matthew, I'd like to thank you, buddy. Thank um, you, man. It's great. Your door's always open. We want you to come it. down, and we're looking forward to seeing you play tonight. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll be up there having a great time. And, uh, again, thank you for coming in. Thank you, man. Yeah. You're the man. I love it. Enjoyed it. Again, one more time on Instagram. How do I, how do I track you? Matt H. Davidson, M-A-T-T-H Davidson. Yeah, all right. We got you. Play a little tune. It's awesome. That's right. Yeah. 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we are rolling out of here. We're going to have some great podcasts coming up this year. Make sure to listen in. All right, Matthew, have a good one. And we are, we got a little fist bump. I love it. We're out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun. <laughs>